Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. And it's great. <laughs> but I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share with you guys this morning. We just came out of an incredible series in Revelations. Come on, that was incredible. If you missed a few Sundays here and there, I'm going to encourage you, go back and listen. Get the whole picture, get the whole uh, thought for what God had, had placed on Pastor Ryan's heart. Um, it was really incredible. And then next week, we start our new series uh, for the rest of September called Flourish. So today was kind of that in-between the two series day. And so, like he said, um, he said, uh, you know, let's finish Revelations last week. And then he said, okay, if I finish, will you preach next week? So I said, okay, fine. I'll help you out. So, no, just kidding. I'm excited to do this this morning. And I'm excited because today we're going to talk about, the Lord's really been stirring in my spirit this morning as as we've been, as I've been studying and praying for you guys and for our church, as we are launching into uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, which starts next Sunday, September 12th, leads us straight into the uh, October 2nd. And so um, this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about what is prayer and fasting? What does that look like? What does the Bible teach us about prayer and fasting? Because I believe that God wants to move in a powerful and mighty way. Um, the, the title of today's sermon is It's Time, and that's what you're going to hear throughout this entire uh, sermon today, that it's time, church. It's time for us to come together. We're calling the entire church to fast and pray together. Um, there's times of prayer and fasting that people do individually as they seek the Lord for a specific decision in their own life, but this is one of those opportunities that we get to have to come together as a united front, as a united body of Christ, and to pray and see God's face together. And so that's what this time is for. We're calling every single person from the youngest kiddo that attends church here. Maybe you're online or you're in the building. And from the youngest all the way to the oldest, it's all of us together. God is calling us. And so let's look at that together. What does that look like as we join together in a church in a unified front to pray and seek God's face together? The verse that really came to my mind as we as I began to really pray and, and, and just seek God's face for this, comes out of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. So if you have your Bibles, you can flip there. If not, it's faithfully on that screen behind us. Thank you, media team. Um, but Romans 12, 1 to 2 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then it says in verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, this is a great part, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. This is a season where we are saying, God, what is your will for our church? Where are you leading us? How are we supposed to move forward? We don't want to move forward. The, the, the verse of the day today, which I love always on there, if you don't have you version, download on your phone, but the verse of the day is always so wonderful. But today's verse of the day was, unless the Lord builds a house, we labor in vain. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to labor in vain. I don't want you to labor in vain. So let's do this according to him and how he's calling us and how he's leading us in the season. And so that's what this is about. And if we look in verse two, it says that we can receive transformation through the renewing of our mind. And I love when we look at the word renew, the definition of renew, just on good old Miriam's Webster's dictionary. Um, this is what it says. I think it should be, there we go. It says, to make like new, restore to freshness, vigor, or perfection. To make new spiritually, regenerate. To restore to existence, revive. 
to make extensive changes in, rebuild, to do it again, repeat, to begin again, resume. Those are the words I believe are a prophetic word for us this morning. Restore, regenerate, revive, rebuild, repeat, resume. We get that all from that simple word renew, and it kind of expands into this incredible picture that if you can wrap your brain around it, that's what I believe God is calling us to in this season, a time to rebuild and restore and to to set ourselves apart once again to say, Lord, I'm placing my foundation on you. I'm I'm setting myself aside and apart, and and as he does that, as he does that, he's going to revive and regenerate. And I love the word even repeat. God has God is a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if he can repeat some of those incredible things he's done throughout history, let us, let us be setting ourselves apart in the season that he might do it again, that he might move again. I believe so strongly, church, as I've been praying for this time of prayer and fasting for our church, that God is about to move like never before. I've seen God move before. I know that he does move. I know what his character says and who he is. And I believe more now than ever, church, that if we can come together in this season of 21 days of prayer and fasting, that God is going to move in powerful ways. He's going to just begin to pour out his spirit upon Love City Church, not just our church, but I believe this is for the church across the globe. More now than ever, we have a broken and a hurting and a divided and a confused world. And and the world needs a united church, a church that is ready to say, come, hear about Jesus, receive his love, receive his grace, receive his forgiveness. But it takes every single one of us in the room today to say yes, to say, okay, I will set some time aside. 21 days, it feels long in some respects, and yet it feels so short in, 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 in the big picture of things, right? Just to say, Lord, I'm setting this time aside and apart to really focus on you. And what does it say at the end of verse 2? It says that as we renew our minds and we allow God to transform us, that then we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So as we do this, and as we say, Lord, I'm setting my mind, I'm I'm allowing you to transform my mind, then I can know exactly what it is you're calling us to. And he wants to bless, not only, I I believe this is a, a personal word for every person in the room today in your walk with Christ, but I also believe it's for our church uh, corporately together, but I believe he wants to bless you. He has a good, pleasing, and perfect will specifically for your life, specifically for Love City Church, specifically for the churches across our country and our nation that are going to war and going to battle on on our behalf. And so I, I, I believe that that is what comes as we choose to say yes to Jesus and we choose to set aside our time and our affection and our focus on him because I believe, church, it's no longer time to be satisfied any longer with just the mundane, with just the way that we've always done things. I believe this is a season to press forward, to press in, to go a little deeper, to try a little harder, to to sacrifice a little more, to go beyond our comfort zones and what we feel comfortable with or what we feel like we can do in our own strength. No, this is a season to rise, church, and to say, God, what are you calling us into? Let's step forward into that together. And I love that, you know, we've had an incredible summer of just understanding and knowledge of what God is speaking to his church through the book of Revelations. But I don't want us to just carry that knowledge here and just, and just have it. I think the Lord is calling us to now take a step forward with it. By faith, what is he calling you to? What is he asking you to step forward into? Um, because just by hearing it, that's, that's great. That's a good start. But now I believe the Lord's asking us, as Everybody in this room, everybody online, from all the way into our kids, and he's asking all of us, saying, "Are you? Are, are, will you come? Will you? Will you prepare yourself? Will you set us yourself apart in this time? Because I believe it's time, church. Amen. And where do we get wisdom from? 
It says so clearly in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Well, I want good judgment. I don't know about you. I don't want to make foolish decisions and have to go back and fix a mistake because I just ran ahead in my own knowledge and understanding of things. I want good judgment. And, the, and how do we get that? By fearing the Lord. Well, how do we get to know who God is? We read his word. So I don't know about you. Sometimes the summertime can be like a fun and fancy free, and maybe we fall out of our routine just a little bit. But I want to encourage you, this is a season to get your Bible back out. Begin to study your word. Make it a part of your daily um, things that you do and your daily habits to say, Lord, I want to know you because I want your knowledge. I want your wisdom. I want to get to know who you are. And as we get to know him, we, we truly have that fear of the Lord. It's not a scary fear of the Lord. It is in some respect, but it's an awe and wonder of who God is and what he's capable of doing as we get to know who he is. And I believe there's some of us in the room that are just hungry to know, like, what are you asking of me, God? How do I fit into this, like, big picture of the whole church praying and fasting? What about, what, what, what do you want from me? And how do, I, how do I understand your plans and your purposes for me? And I believe that we see in James 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. I love it. We just get to ask him. It's so simple. Who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. This is the time where we get to step forward with God's wisdom as we get to know God and as we seek his face. Now we get to step forward boldly and confidently saying, God, I need your wisdom. I don't know where you're calling me, how this works. It's a little bit outside my comfort zone. What are you calling me to do? And he gives generously. Our God is a generous giver and he's going to give generously to all of us without finding fault. Amen. It's that, I love it, it's that rebuilding once again. Maybe you've been a believer for a long time, maybe you've been in the church for ages and ages, or maybe you're brand new to your walk with Jesus. But it's coming back to that part that we read in Romans, that it's a rebuilding. It's a saying, okay, my foundations are on you, God. I'm not going to allow these other pieces to be the piece that I build upon, but I'm building upon you and on your firm foundation. And it's a time for us to say, okay, I'm setting apart. I'm going to, I'm going to allow you Lord to give me the wisdom and the grace and to step forward. And I believe that sometimes, I think there's even those of us in the room today that say, oh, that's just for like those group leaders, or maybe it's for like the, the lead team, or maybe this is just for like people who serve in different teams. No, this is for every single one of us in the church today. I'm, I want to hear, I want you to hear that. I think that's the most important message you can hear today. This is a call to our entire church. We are calling you church. We do this twice a year. If you're new to the church, we do this every September. We do this every January to say, Lord God, we don't want to move forward unless we are moving forward according to your way. And so would you join us in prayer during this season as we seek God's face together? Because I believe that it takes all of us. Because I, I believe strongly that every single one of us were created with a very, very specific wiring and giftings and abilities and, and calling on our life. And so this is a season, I believe, not only to say, Lord, what are you calling us as a church, but what are you calling me to? What areas have you gifted me in that maybe I'm yet to discover, or maybe I'm a little bit afraid to do what it is that you're calling me to, and I've never tried that before, and that's so scary. But I believe the Lord is going to reveal those things to every single one of us during this season. He's going to give you fresh boldness and confidence to step out and say, okay, I'm going to sign up to do that thing, and it's so scary, but I'm going to try it. And the Lord's going to give you the grace and the confidence and the ability as you set yourself aside in this season. We see this um, evidence in Acts chapter 13, verse 2. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, here's that key word, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So they 
through prayer and fasting, we see that then they gave specific jobs and purposes for these two individuals in this scripture that said, okay, now go and do this. But it came through prayer and fasting, right? Um, so not only do, do, do we gain clarity and direction and wisdom for the Lord, but I was reminded of this through our, our dear sister Bassie. On Wednesday night, we were praying. We're going to get more to about this Wednesday night prayer thing here in just a minute. But we were praying together on Wednesday night, and she um, began to pray this over somebody on Wednesday night. And it just quickened in my spirit, and I quickly typed it in my phone because I didn't want to forget that not only does the Lord give us wisdom and clarity during a season of prayer and fasting, but you know what he also does? He breaks off chains. He breaks off chains, and maybe these are chains in your life that are like those big, thick, huge chains that are like rusted together, and they're solid, and they've been kind of there for a really long time, and you just think, man, that's a hard chain to break. Or maybe it's just like my necklace chain, where it's just really thin, and it's just kind of like there, and it's barely formed, and it's just a really thin one, easily broken, but I believe there's chains in every single one of our lives, and I believe so strongly the Lord wants to break those chains off in this season. He wants to bring a, a, a new freedom and a new anointing for every single person to step out in boldness according to what God has called you to. Because we see this in chapter in Mark chapter 9, verse 29. Jesus um, is with his disciples, and they had tried to cast out a demon in this individual, and they couldn't do it. And they asked Jesus for help, and he came, no problemo, cast that demon out. And they said, like, well, how come we couldn't do that? Why was it so simple for you? And he said to them, this kind can, all, can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So we see that. Jesus even exemplified that for us, right? We are called to a time of prayer and fasting. We're going to see wisdom, clarity. We're going to see chains broken off. I don't know about you, but that excites me to believe that, man, I only have to give up something for 21 days and God can do all of that by just simply giving up some things in my life and setting some, some time aside. I love it. But maybe you're like, who? I don't really understand prayer and fasting. I mean, I've heard of it and we've done it and or maybe I've tried it and I didn't really understand what I was doing. But I want us to look a little bit together at some of the Three components, not all of the components of prayer and fasting, but three that I want to focus on this morning, a little bit practical, like how do I do this, and how does this work, and how do I flesh this out for my life? And so the, the three components that I think that are, are important and vital that we see throughout Scripture are that we have to get rid of distractions in our life, so that's one layer we're going to look at. Then we're going to look at prayer, the part about why do we always link prayer and fasting together. And then the last thing is the fasting part, the setting our, uh, giving ourselves, um, or not giving ourselves to food, really. And how, what does that look like? And what does scripture say about this? And I don't really understand how this looks. Well, let's look at it together. So let's look first at the getting rid of distraction part in our life. Let's look at Hebrews 12.1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. It doesn't say just throw off a couple things. I believe the Lord says so clearly in Scripture, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. He's calling us to throw off everything that hinders. We must uh, take time to set ourselves apart during the season. The word hinders there that we see in that verse it means create difficulties for someone or something resulting in delay or obstruction. I don't know about you. I don't want any delays. I don't want any obstructions for what God is going to call us to do in my life, in your life, in our church, across the world. No delays, no obstructions. That doesn't sound good to me. I hate it when that happens. No way, Jose. We are not going to allow the enemy to allow these delays and hindrances and obstructions anymore. We are going to step forward as we throw off everything that hinders us. It kind of reminds me of, have you ever been to a 
a party or a room or some sort of function where you're so excited to see that one person you haven't seen for a while and you want to have that awesome, meaningful conversation with them. But there's like a TV playing over here and there's loud music over the whole thing and there's all these other wonderful, lovely conversations happening all around you. And it's a great, positive experience, but, but you are struggling to hear that one person in front of you talk because your ear is like hearing all these other little noises happening around you and you're, and you're kind of with them, but you're not fully hearing them. Have you ever done that? It happens to me all the time. I think it's sometimes like a mom thing too, where you're like trying so hard to like make sure your kids are not being naughty over there, but you're trying to focus on this awesome person that's trying to share their heart with you. But I believe, well, how, how do we actually hear that person? What needs to happen? The TV needs to be turned off. The music needs to stop. All those conversations need to be finished so that you can truly hear and give your full attention and your full heart to understanding what that person's saying to you. And I believe that that's what this season is all about, is getting rid of those distractions, those hindrances, those obstacles, those delays, so that we can really hear what it is. Because I believe God is speaking. It's a matter of whether or not our ears are open and our mind is focused to hear what he's saying. I believe that, so this is, you have this week, right? Our fasting starts next Sunday, the 12th. So you have this week to kind of just ask the Lord, Lord, what are some areas of hindrances and distractions that are in my life? It's going to be different. That's the thing about fasting. Yes, we are corporately fasting together as a church, but your fast is going to look a lot different than my fast. It's going to look, mine from Ryan's even going to look different. You need to ask the Lord specifically, Lord, what are you asking me to give up in this season? What hindrances and obstacles are keeping me from hearing from you? Would you reveal those things to me? And would you help me? Would you strengthen me to be able to say no to those things that I might hear clearly from you and no clear direction and focus for what it is that you are calling me to do to be a part of this greater body that God is going to use in mighty ways. And so I want to, I want to encourage you this week, Really ask the Lord, what are you calling me to do? What are some hindrances in my life that I need to just say no to for a season? Um, and then, like I said, there, the thing that is linked together often with fasting, we see prayer and fasting. So we see this right away in Luke chapter 2, verse 37 with Anna. She's the prophet Anna that comes to, to prophesy to Mary and Joseph of the coming of their wonderful son, Jesus. And it says this, she never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. So there we see the two linked. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. She was able to hear clearly from the Lord to be able to prophesy over this family because she dedicated her time, her focus, her body, and attention on the Lord. Fasting is also an opportunity to humble ourselves before the Lord and to bring our request to him. So we see Anna, she was praying and fasting to hear from God and to receive direction. But we can also see in Ezra chapter 8, verse 21 to 23, that we can also humble ourselves and bring our request before the Lord. It says there, I'm going to say by the Ava Canal. I'm not sure. I tried a few versions of that when I practiced at home. By the Ava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. And then it goes on in verse 22. There it is. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this. And guess what? He answered our prayer. They prayed and petitioned and they said, Lord, 
We're seeking your face for this. We need you to hear our prayer. We need your favor. We need your guidance. We say this is who you are. Now, would you show up in that way? And would you prove to those around us that you are a mighty God, that you do miracle working power, that your favor is on your people? And so maybe you're kind of wondering like, okay, this is a corporate fast. So what does it look like? What are we even praying for as a church together? Here are some things we're going to be praying for, but you're also going to find on our social media, there's going to be a daily um, prayer focus and a scripture that you can go on and find each day so that you know how do we corporately pray together as a church during the season. But we're praying for fresh anointing, fresh strength, new influence, greater influence. We're also praying in Jesus' name for a building. And so these are some of the things that you can say, okay, I'm praying for these together. This is what we're praying and believing for together as a church during the season. Um, Because as we draw near to God, guess what? He draws near to us and he hears our prayers. So I believe that that's an important point of prayer and fasting. So we see that it's a time to throw off hindrances. We see that it's a time to pray. And now when we look at the actual fasting part, we see throughout scripture, what does the scripture say about fasting? What does this look like? Well, we see time and time again throughout scripture that fasting is actually a denying of ourself of any physical food that we usually get strength from, right? We get strength from eating and it helps us to have energy and life. And it's a denying ourselves of food so that we may be strengthened by the Lord. And so that's what this fasting piece is about. So you can go on our website to lovecitychurch.ca and type in forward slash 21. And there you'll find some incredible documents that help you understand, lead you through the various different types of food fasts that uh, that we can give ourselves to during the season. But let's look at what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness fasting. So it says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And I appreciate that they put that in. Bless all of us who try and fast. It's hard. I don't know about you, but it's beyond hungry for me. It's a hangry. You just get so hungry. You're a little bit grumpy, a little bit grumpy, (laughs) a little bit not super patient when you're hungry. But I appreciate that they put that in there, that Jesus was hungry. But you know what? That's good. He's, he was human, and he, and he was also fully God, but he was still hungry. And so we see that Jesus actually did these, those three things we're talking about, right? He went to the wilderness, so he set himself apart from distractions. He went and prayed, and then he fasted. He gave up food for 40 days. Now, I'm not saying give up food for 40 days, but I'm saying, what is God calling you to in this season? And I believe, go online. Go and download those things. There's also great worship Spotify playlists that you can um, listen to and have your home filled with worship and your car rides filled with worship. But what is calling God calling you to? So it might be a day, where, a day a week where you don't eat, or maybe it's a meal a day, or maybe it's several days on end where you're just doing a liquid fast, or there's a Daniel fast. There's many different things that you, I encourage you, go online this week and ask the Lord what he's asking you to do specifically in your home during this season of prayer and fasting as we, as we look at the example of Jesus and say, okay, Lord, I, he, even Jesus did this as he sought to know the heart of his Father, right? And so that's what we're doing in this season. So Lord, we want to know your heart. We want to walk in alignment with your will. Would you reveal yourself to us? Even Jesus did this. And so what a great example um, that we have in, through that, right? And so as you're kind of doing these things, you're getting rid of hindrances and distractions, and you're seeking God through prayer, and you're fasting. I don't know about you, but if I get rid of some of the hindrances in my life, hello, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TV time, I'm going to have some extra time on my hands. Like, this is just the reality of the amount of time we give to some of these things, right? And so I want to encourage you, fill that time with reading your Bible and praying. But another thing I want to encourage you, because this is a corporate fast, 
and prayer together, I'm going to encourage you, come on Wednesday nights. We pray here in Cardell Theater every Wednesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Starting this Wednesday night, the time changes a little bit. So 6 to 7 p.m., I want to encourage you, make an effort to come and pray. Bring your kids. The kids come. They're there. They kind of hear a little bit. They play, but they're hearing. They're watching as we seek God, and they're learning as well. And so bring your families. Bring your kids. Make it a point, hopefully, Lord willing, longer than the 21 days of prayer and fasting, but specifically during the season of 21 days of prayer and fasting, come make it an, a, a really effort in your home to say I, I don't care what distractions or what things or what chaos happens to get us to the place of 6 p.m on Wednesday night but I'm coming to God's house I'm bringing my family we're gonna pray together we're gonna seek God's face together this is vital church this is vital we can't do any of what we do for doing it in our own strength we need to seek the face of God together as a church to know corporately what is he calling us to do And I believe that that's the key to this, is that we have to do this together. We have to do this together. It can't just be a few that carry the big load. This God is calling every single person together to say, yes, God, I'm willing and I'm ready and I want to know your will and I want to know what my part is in this big picture and I'm ready and willing to set aside some time to gain your wisdom and your insight and to see chains broken off in my life and to see forward momentum and to understand what you're calling me to and to be a part of the church that God is building right now in Love City Church and across the world. And this is my prayer over us during the season is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, but those who wait on the Lord. So that's what we're doing in the season. We're waiting on the Lord. Guess what? They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This, I believe, I declare according to God's word, that this will be a season for Love City Church to have fresh strength, greater influence than ever before. I believe he's calling every single one of us, though. Every single one of us. We see this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. It says, then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body. I think we should underline that part. The whole body, not just part of the body. It says from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Each part does its work. He's calling each and every one of us from our youngest kiddo to the oldest one here. He's calling each and every one of us to say yes. Church, it's time. I, my prayer is that your heart and your response would be yes to what God is calling you to, to play a part of the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. And what could God do? Can you just even imagine what God could do if every single person across online here in the building at our next second service would join together as one accord and say, God, we are seeking you first. We are setting aside every hindrance, every distraction. We're going to go into our fifth year. I can't even believe it's going to be five years coming up. We're going into our fifth year stronger, more sure, more confident of what God is leading us to do, that we might not have any more obstacles or hindrances or distractions, but we might march boldly and confidently and take ground that the enemy has tried to take for a long time. It's time to take it back, church. It's time for us to rise and say yes to all that God is calling us to. Amen? Amen. We're going to pray this morning. I want to encourage you just to close your eyes where you're at. Thank you, Lord God. 
for your word that is so faithful to show us exactly what you're calling us to. Through scriptures, we can see the hope to which we are called. We can see that, Lord God, you are calling us forward to rid ourselves of every hindrance and distraction and to run the race with perseverance that you have set before us, Lord God. Run it with perseverance. That means not stopping, not stumbling. And even if we do, Lord God, thank you that we are part of a body of believers where we can hold one another up and say, let's keep going. Let's continue forward. Let's do this together, Lord God. Thank you that you are calling Love City Church for such a time as this, Lord God, that it is time to rise and say yes to what you're calling us to, Lord God. And we are with expectant hearts, believing and knowing, Lord God, that you're going to move in more powerful ways than ever before, that you are on the move, Lord God, and you are calling your church to be strong during this season, Lord God. So would you give us strength like never before as we wait on you, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do. I pray for those in the room, Lord God, that are wondering what are, where it is that you're calling them to and have struggled for ages. Lord God, I pray that this season will be a season of clarity and focus for them and for what you have for them and a breaking off of chains that have been stuck for so long. And we thank you, Lord God, that that's what you're going to do. And I also pray for those in the room who don't know you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that your word says that we just simply believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that you are Lord, Lord God, that we have salvation in you, Lord God. And so we declare that today over every person online in the room that is saying yes to you, Jesus, a relationship with you to be a part of this, what we've been talking about this morning, this body of believers, this family, that they can come and make an impact and show love and grace and care and compassion to those around them. We thank you, Lord God, that you're a faithful God. We give all that we are to you, Jesus. We give all that we are to you. May we go forward. Would you speak clearly to each person as they seek your face this week as to what it is that you are asking of them for this season of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we thank you for the incredible reports that are going to come forward at the end of our time together. We give all the praise and all the glory and all the honor to you, King Jesus. In your name we pray. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.